This is a honky-tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey, everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Priceless. Everybody, get hard and show it to your friends, because we're talking about a man who made a million bucks being unimpressed with where his job was going. Ladies and gentlemen, it's part four of if a um, gym teacher could have a different job but still project that same energy. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) it's cane time. Oh, yeah. I'm, of course, Dolan God, and that is... I am John, not a cuck. But I, if you want to slam my girlfriend, I will watch Hastings. <laughs> but I'll say I'd be doing it better right now. Yeah. I am not into, I'm not watching it sexually. I'm just trying to figure out what other moves are out there that I can bring to the table. <laughs> I just want to see how gross real sex looks like off pornography. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that looks like that. Those hairs shouldn't be there. I'm grossed <laughs> out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a watcher. I'm a sniffer. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of which, Dylan, there's someone from like our deep, deep comedy club past who used to work at a comedy club yes. who very occasionally posts on Instagram stories just the sign in front of a noted sex club in a city that we both know a lot about. And I, I'm like, every time I'm just like, wow, things have taken an unsurprising turn for you, haven't they, madam? <laughs> that thing we thought you always did, you're doing now. Yeah. And now it's like, you're not even like, listen, everyone's into some weird shit, but like, you don't put it up where people from your high school can be like, you remember this person from high school? Well, guess what they're doing now? (laughs) Oh man, maybe I shouldn't have had kids. Checks Instagram. Wait a minute. Good idea to have kids. Yeah. (laughs) Post 30, post 35. I think there was a, there's a guy in England with a really good joke about it where it's like, if you're in your 30s, you either have to have children or just take up running marathons. Those are your two options. <laughs> yeah. This follows up on my sweet joke. That joke was mine, by the way. I wrote it. No. Okay, then it was. Yes. I've been doing improv. Yes, and. Oh, good. Very good. I'm also doing improv. I've got a gun. <laughs> That's my dick. Yeah. You're my, d- my dick. Nice. My gun's a dick. Okay, cool. Just pick my dick up. That's what I do in every improv scene okay it's cool i just gotta pick my dicks huge that's a very big part of improv is making sure the audience knows that you're packing meat meat heat yeah my wife packs heat in her trousers i pack meat in my trousers when we get together we call it the barbecue when we fuck you don't hear moans you hear sizzling speaking of sizzling i'll tell you whose skin sizzled when his uh, brother lit his house on fire it was kane holy fuck what a fucking segue get your dicks hard (laughs) this is the part of kane where it's like and here's something really professional about kane that i don't think anyone quite really thinks of is that as far as big men like wwe always have big men on their roster and with every other guy, I'm going to say um, above Kane's height, or maybe if your gimmick is just being a tub-tub, there's always a fluctuation in their physique. Like, The Undertaker was fat as the American badass, because he was like, wait a minute, I get to wear a jean vest? That's yeah. my outfit now? 
Daddy's getting steaks and then fries, not greens. No working out for Mark. What's that, Mark? Don't need to exhibit core strength to do that one move. You know what that means? It's time to go to in and out in and out which is also <laughs> how i fuck michelle mccool no that joke actually went a little too far but <laughs> but yeah exactly whereas kane whereas kane does he move worse over the years 180 percent he eventually like at this point looks like a tree that someone made to come to life in a movie like he moves very slowly and badly but the man's almost 50 and he's had abs ever since then yeah, like they're clearly been surgically implanted, but he's still got them, baby. Ooh, I don't even know if Kane has done steroids. He's had a static like look. He may not have done steroids. I've sold, I've sold him steroids. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I do sometimes. I got like I got I, I meant to make a bunch of extra cash. <laughs> but I think I don't know, man. I just think he's like the reason why he's been around and the reason why. Kane part three was so boring where it was like, who's going to challenge for the title? And then they were like, I don't know, man, Kane. But Kane lost to S.A. Rios. We got S.A. Rios back, tried to heat him up, and Kane lost to him. Like, I'm chokeslam S.A. Rios, and then he says he's actually mad again, and then he beats everybody up. Like, that's that's Kane's role, and the reason why he has it is because he's always there, and he's the only guy who never... Like, he's been married since 1995, and they have two kids, which means... That's a level of stability. Like if some, if a wrestler's been married for more than twenty years, they have nine kids. <laughs> That's a leave it in Larry. Kane was like, "I will stop at two, and they will be properly raised." Now, excuse me, I have to go do a, a storyline where I rip off Charles Robinson's dick and eat it because I'm the dick eater for six months because they need to heat up my character. I have to say this, and this is something. This is a big compliment I'm giving the WWE: the fact that we have not been subjected to a character. That is just called the cock eater is truly a testament to the times we live in. Like I said, man, they 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 they've been they've been getting close. Like how if Kai and Ty, I guarantee there is a a version of the Val Venus Kai and Ty storyline that was just like no, you cut his di- all right. So either you miss his dick and his dick actually didn't get chopped off, or you cut off his dick and eat it in sushi the next week. <laughs> They were like, I mean, we'll go with he didn't cut off his dick, but I want to do the sushi thing. And it was like 11th hour, and they were like, oh, fuck, fine, we'll cut the sushi part. Yeah, and the reason why they cut the sushi is because Vince McMahon was concerned it would make the show ethnic. <laughs> How will it play in the red states? <laughs> what, are we, what are we, fucking Friends Season 7? Uh, part, what? <laughs> Vince, have you been watching Friends? Yeah. Also, we need a we need a commentator that's that's witty and he pays for everything. That, and they just end up hiring Matthew Perry to sit next to JBL. <laughs> I could see them hiring Matthew Perry. Oh, that would be fucking amazing. The only guy who can go line for line with some of the roster. Oh my god, that would be the, when they find out he does drugs, how like we have to resurrect um, uh, Prince Iakea. Oh, King Curtis. King Curtis. God damn it. Fuck. Fuck me. No worries. Don't worry about it, John. You're in the pocket. Throw the hate. I'm filled with hate also. I better re-embrace. Ooh. I better embrace the hate. So, ladies and gentlemen, the year is 2011, and Kane sucks. This is this. We are entering what I like to call when even Kane's sick of being sick of Kane. <laughs> um, 
Kane is about to reintroduce the mask. He's wearing that weird leather jobby that makes it look like he's got a fucking, uh, he's about to do some welding. And he tells John Cena he's got to re-embrace the hate. Um, this is one of the many times they think they may be teasing a John Cena heel turn. They don't, because fuck you, I think. is I think the actual reason is because that, fuck you. Hey, fuck you. In, in John Cena terms... This is the... Remember when WCW, when Hulk Hogan was exactly Hulk Hogan, but he was wearing all black? The dark side of Hulk Hogan? It's my favorite time of Hulk Hogan. Oh, you mean when he was trying to conquer the Dungeon of Doom? Oh, it's great yeah. stuff. Well, this is this is what this is for John Cena. Um, They're clearly not going to do it, because as much as it would make wrestling more interesting for 35-year-olds who uh, blog a lot... On Reddit, I mean that made me sound like I'm 300. <laughs> but yeah, that for really, like, as much as you tweet at Reddit and Facebook on Instagram, <laughs> oh, I remember when all porn was just pictures of Captain Janeway. <laughs> um, so, but this is them. Yeah, like John said, they're teasing uh, Mr. Cena becoming a heel. And how do they do that? Uh, Kane, with a mask back on, basically comes and starts causing problems in John Cena's life. Here is... I think this storyline is good. I think it was... But the problem... Uh, Two-part problem. What's that noise? Oh, what's that noise? Oh, it's the noise of Dylan washing John Cena's balls with his face because he loves John Cena. Buddy, hustle, loyalty, and respect. Learn three things that I have. Three. Call me back. I have those tattooed on various parts of my body. All of them, my dick. Nope. Shaft, side shaft, left ball. Nice. Hustle, loyalty, respect, in that order of what I said. John. Because my, my top shaft hustles. John, still. I was going to get real Reddit bloggy. Oh, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Here's my voice Reddit blog. I think, John, C this was a great storyline, um, but there was a two-part problem with it. Essentially, the first part is you're using Kane, which is a dead character. Did they come and bring him back with the mask? Yes. But the problem with that is people love Kane with a mask on, meaning that you should have just, like, if, if, if old uh, stand-up comedian... Who uh, who makes uh, thirty five thousand dollars a year can interject on this? Um, basically, I think that they should have had Kane come back as a face and just beat the shit out of people because people love Kane with the mask on. And then if it's twenty eleven, just throw this shit on another character. Like throw this shit. Just build up some other monster and tell him and tell him to tell John Cena and embrace the hate. Like. Uh, Bray Wyatt's coming in in a bit. Use Bray Wyatt. This is how Bray Wyatt is introduced. Will he get cheered over John Cena? Absolutely, because this is 2011, and everyone's having a great time. But this, uh, and the other th problem is that they try and make Zack Ryder uh, John Cena's best friend. Whereas it's like it's like you could have done this way better. Like if you want to use the Hulk Hogan um, kind of analogy, you could have done this way better with like a guy like Hulk Hogan, where uh, the man wants Hogan to embrace the hate. So Hogan, who's all the time has sporadically teamed with Big Boss Man for like maybe four years, then he beats the shit out of Big Boss Man and says, "Embrace the hate, or I'm gonna beat up Big Boss Man." Blah 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 blah. Like. Clearly, they aligned Zack Ryder with John Cena just for this storyline, and this is the type of thing where when you write 
something, when you have a weekly program, you can layer things. So, and the reason you layer those things is essentially so you can do storylines like this more effectively. Like, it's pretty see-through when Zack Ryder's just becoming friends with Jon, just so Kane can do this. Like, they basically came up with this, you know? And, of course, it's hard to p- plan when you're not just doing stuff with characters that are on a page, like when you actually, like everything gets fucked up, obviously when people get injured, but that's probably the two problems, uh, I have with the storyline, why it didn't really hit as hard as, and as hard as the idea is good of them. Yeah. That was the most Reddit thing that you said one sentence and then you just kept saying it over and over again. And I completely agree. I think what they, they should have literally just, that was a verbal fucking essay. You big headed shit. Yeah. And it was badly done. Nope. Goodly done. Goodly's a word. Is it? Um, What Uh, I... I personally... Cunt in you? uh, (laughs) Oh, fuck. You know how to fucking make me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got me. I think this is when they... If they wanted to really rejuvenate the Kane character, this is when you introduce um, Luke Gallows as new Kane and you have Glenn Jacobs just take a year off. And I know that sounds crazy, but I guarantee then you could have brought back unmasked Kane and had them feud that way. And it would have at least been interesting. It may not have been that good, but people would have been at least like a year of just old school Kane, just fucking choke slamming people. And then bald no mask Kane fighting him and then they could have done a continuation of an Undertaker feud or an Edge feud because Lord knows that's what they want to do but instead we get weird leather-faced Kane kind of not that good it's basically just here's Kane you don't like him anymore and here's a remember and here's where how you remember why you don't like him like it's just sort of like boom yeah well it's clearly them trying to like rejuvenate Kane in a way but He's been doing this character now for 14 years. There's no way to rejuvenate this guy at the top of the card. As we'll find out later on, they do find out a way to rejuvenate him, but it is mid-card to upper mid-card, which is what happens when a guy's been on TV for 14 years. Like, that's just how things are. People complain in real sports about how boring it is because the same thing happens all the time. You can literally change that, and they don't. It makes no sense. But... For those of you that don't know uh, the storyline, basically, Kane comes out, causes shit in John Cena's life, uh, beating up uh, Zack Ryder, telling John Cena to embrace the hate, putting him in a bunch of situations where he can do a bunch of damage to Kane. Basically, it's the whole, you know what I mean, embrace the dark side, Darth Vader type shit. Um, He beats, he kills, like, Zack Ryder doesn't land a punch the only role Zack Ryder has in this storyline is going, what? Oopsie! And <laughs> getting thrown into a trash compactor. And then he gets cuckolded because um, Kane starts threatening Eve, uh, Eve Torres, who's Zack Ryder's girlfriend at the time. And John Cena saves Eve Torres. Eve Torres lays those lips on John Cena's lips. Zack Ryder finds out and is mad. Obviously, John Cena is pissed because... Kane caused Eve Torres to fall in love with John Cena um, because she didn't realize that her boyfriend was a biggity biggity bitch before this. And John Cena brings the dick like no other. Bow that wow. is true. All up in your ass with your fat dick. Wait. And the feud ends in John Cena uh, beating Kane in an ambulance match. That is the blow off. And. This is also peak WCW. Can I just, can I throw this yeah, out there? This it. is also peak Yo, WCW. No, throw, you know what? John, throw it up. I got a glove. I'm going to catch it. Go for it. 
Oh, uh, this is peak WCW booking in that the idea that you're like, we got to blow this match out somehow. Quickly, get me an expensive prop that doesn't bring anything to this feud. I am way ahead of you. <laughs> but like, if you're doing the whole thing where John Cena will not embrace the hate, wouldn't the best thing to be be to be like, like, how do you blow that feud off properly? Like, did you show John Cena won't? That he, like, pins Kane but won't really do a lot of damage to him or something? I, again, I think it would also... I Personally, if I had to choose how you blow this fucking feud off, is I would have liked to see an Embrace the Hate feud with Zack Ryder and leave John Cena completely out of it and have Zack Ryder turn on John Cena. And then you can have Zack Ryder justifiably pinned by um, John Cena and then move on to a feud with Kane. You know what I mean? You could... It, you can kind yeah. of build you can build Zack Ryder up and still give him a loss and protect both Kane and John Cena. I would like that. The way they just do this is basically they're like, we have to make everyone remember that um, Zack Ryder's a liter- literally so. Yeah, that's the thing, and that's the that's the thing that's so sad about this is this is the era where Zack Ryder through like a blog that he made has gotten himself over. So basically he gets himself over just so he can be smushed by Kane. But I really like that idea. And that's why I think that like, I mean, they didn't know what they had in Bray Wyatt the next year, but waiting and just doing this with Bray Wyatt, where a guy who could basically turn all of John Cena's friends against him and Zack Ryder becomes a heel and you have enough low level guys on the roster that you can basically feed them and Zack Ryder murders them for a bit. He's in Kane's group. Kane has convinced him to become evil, and then he starts doing dastardly shit to Cena. Cena's able to beat Zack Ryder, and then, you know, the classic thing, you get some moment where John Cena has a chair, and Zack Ryder's right there, and he's caused all of this pain to John instead of hitting him with a chair. Something. Something cheesy like that, that 30-year-old men who are covered, who can't tell if that's dandruff or Doritos on their chest... Uh, will hate. Dylan, how can you not tell the difference between Doritos and dandruff? One is orange and one is white. Well, what if you have red hair, John? God, if I've been covered in dandruff this whole time, I've been eating that dust. <laughs> Somebody's here to fuck. <laughs> so what do you do after... Uh, <laughs> what do you do after Kane has had a huge storyline with your number one guy? Oh, I think it's time for him to go into some matches with Kofi Kingston briefly. <laughs> oh, pretty much. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I, 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 I don't know why I thought that was going to be the transition, and I was trying to think, I'm like, okay, what is a really good 2011, 2012, not great, and the problem is, is Zack Ryder's the perfect one, it was going to be him, if it was 2005, we of course would have gone for Carlito, but yeah, no, it's definitely going to be, he fights with, I assume has a lot of house show matches with Kofi Kingston, Um, he supposedly is trying to recapture his anger and become the great piece of shit motherfucker that he once was so he beats tries to beat orton and he does beat him at wrestlemania 28 i guess and then there's like a time where he beats up cowboy bob orton it's just dumb and then paul bear is kidnapped because why not why don't we do that again um and kane then reveals yeah Oh, I'm a monster now, so I don't care about Paul Bearer. Except they basically did this exact thing with the Dudley Boys and The Undertaker four years ago. So now we're just like, eat my fucking poo, every everyone. Hey, everyone. Eat my poo. Yeah, this is a 10-year-old angle they literally did with the Dudleys and The Undertaker. And then, of course, uh, Kane beats CM Punk via DQ on Raw. Because that's like, 
swimming a lap for Kane. And you know how you like uh, in swimming, uh, in competitive swimming, obviously, when you're doing laps of the pool, uh, you have to touch one end. And that is what Kane does. Every time he's completed the storyline loop, he has to beat CM Punk in some way. Yeah, he has to make sure that CM Punk, like CM Punk just won his lawsuit, won his lawsuit against Dr. Zahorian. But when he did, Kane took a sh- took a shit on his on his windshield. <laughs> <laughs> Kane, but legally, as part of winning the lawsuit, somehow Kane got to like watch AJ Lee pee or something. Yeah, yeah, he 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 got to he gets to continue to have a gif of AJ Lee squirting on his phone that he shows his oh, wife. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's just it's wait just a minute. Frame I like I like how it's like peeing. That's totally normal. But the the idea of a woman orgasming that fills you with disgust, Dylan. It does. <laughs> Their pleasure is not good. Hey, you're gonna, you hear no disagreement from me, mate. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if any of that made sense. Good. E, the, we we are in agreement. Women are bad. Men are good. And that's why Kane is the best wrestler of all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so AJ Lee um, is the most annoying part of 2012, not because of her being a performer. Uh, but just because they But because she's a down. woman. Yes, Dylan. We understand how we both feel about women. Go on. Mm, that goes unsaid. But just <laughs> because they put her in the general manager and they, they put her as the general manager of Raw, which is a great thing because honestly, she she is no one really mentions this, but she is one of the best performers of that era and really legitimately came along about three years too early yeah if she i completely agree and also the thing with her is that she also is married to cm punk so they are never going to acknowledge that she is a huge part of establishing the style that now every female wrestler uses instead Mm -hmm. they're they're just like it went alundra blaze and then um um charlotte debuted nothing else happened no talking yeah that's the thing that's the thing right like stephanie mcmahon started the women's revolution but no one's talking about when like aj lee would come out week after week and be like we deserve better than this we are not a sideshow but she's the general manager at this point and her whole storyline is because she's a woman her entire character is men want to bone me and she's obviously um she's dating daniel bryan but leaves him for cm punk she's also flirting with kane um and this is like one of the things where was she actually hang on was she actually dating daniel bryan or is that on storyline i could never figure that out that was just storyline that was just storyline yeah but she actually storyline up... was that she was like gonna fuck every yeah her That's story where it's and then she ended up actually fucking what's his face, Sam Punk, and slowly stuff. Yeah, and they actually started dating. Yeah, they did. Yo, 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 yo. But that's the thing about PGWWE is that not to get my uh, not to get my lefty hat on here, but let's take a left hat on my face. Is that even though WWE was writing PG content, it was almost somehow more socially regressive (laughs) (laughs) like like vince mcmahon thinks so p like tv 14 content is a woman comes out she shows her tits and then a guy gets to hit her with a chair because it's nice that she showed her tits but at the end being a slut should be punished and then you're kind of like, oh, that's fucking disgusting. That's pretty awful. And then he's like, okay, here's a PG one. Is that black people like rap and they can't help but start dancing. Also, women only offer their body. But they're bitches. Yeah, they're, they're PG. 
They're bad. Yeah. <laughs> they are bad. So, um, but this leads to what we can talk about. Oh, it's been a bit over 20. We could probably uh, talk about those after the break. But this is really the main... This is one of the best things Kane ever does in his career. And it's just very funny that it takes place almost 15 years after his debut. Um, is Kane and Daniel Bryan are basically uh, thrown together in an oddball tag team. And they form Team Hell No... Leading yeah, to yeah, those yeah, great, yeah. great anger management segments that we will talk about after this break. Um, before we go into the break, I just want to remind everyone, get live show tickets. Come to the Edinburgh Fringe, Fe- Fringe Festival. Buy Dylan Gott's album. Go to our website. And remember, I don't. I, here's the break. Oh, yeah. If you get a, also, if you donate five bucks a month on Patreon, then you get all of me and John. Oh, yeah. So and if, good. yeah. And also, you, and then also, you listen to this episode early and all this other bullshit. And also, your also your dicks stay hard. More live show shit. More live show ads right now, bitches. Yo, you, you, you. This is Dylan from the Goddamn Wrestler Review, the show you're listening to right now. Please come to our show September second in London, England. It is £10 if you are not a Patreon member and £5 if you are. Tickets are available at wrestlerreview.angelfire.com. You can also go to our Twitter, at Wrestler Review. It is the pinned post. And our Facebook page, The Wrestler Review Podcast, where we have set up a cool-ass Facebook event. Otherwise, you can go to paypal.me backslash wrestler review that's paypal.me backslash wrestler review and donate either 10 pounds if you are not a member or five pounds if you are to see the wonderful show the best motherfucking show of all time the wrestler review live where we will be reviewing stan hansen and may or may not hire a fat man to show up as stan hansen and beat us to a death bye bye Welcome back. Come is spelled C U M. Back is spelled D Y L A S. So, CM Punk um, beats Kane and Daniel Bryan to retain the WWE title. Um, and Punk taps out uh, moments after Penny Bryan v. Angry. We see Kane and Bryan team for the first time together um, when Sheamus and CM Punk beat Kane, Daniel Bryan. Also, Kane is in the Money in the Bank match for the millionth time. Can we also just point out for context that this is after like this is after the summer of Punk. Isn't that crazy? Like this is how yeah. like how fucking far the mighty have fallen, which is like he was the biggest thing, one of the biggest things in sports this like this time last year, CM Punk, and now he's in a tag match with um with a bag of old ideas, an Irish guy that Triple H thinks is him. And Daniel Bryan. Yeah, and this is really Daniel Bryan's the the yes thing has completely taken off, but they don't want to push him. Yeah, and you can see how they view him. Like they still view him this way. Like this is by the way, this is what this is the when Vince McMahon for apparently Vince McMahon did not call him Daniel Bryan for a year, just referred to him as that vegan, which is like, are you a yeah. dad from the eighties? No, Vince McMahon. 
he for sure thinks like just he's a vegan so he can't be the champion yeah which i mean i don't know i don't know man you also can just not say he's a vegan like you don't have to mention that he's a vegan like that's not a necessary part of his character well, the Vincent is evidently. He thinks it's very important. Probably. So You're weak, AJ Lee leaves Daniel Bryan at the altar on Raw, and obviously this leads to him going nuts. And uh, really, the yes and no thing. He's somehow stopped. Like it's crazy to think the yes thing is f- six years old now. Like, yeah, they just haven't come up with a new thing, and they won't let him evolve out of it. And I. I said it before, but like Daniel Bryan, when he got that concussion and I thought he was going to stop wrestling, that was almost a, it sounds weird. Like, obviously it would be great if he kept wrestling, but in the WWE environment, he's, he's like, he won't be allowed to come up with another thing to transition out of yes. He'll just have to keep saying that because it'll keep selling Mm t-shirts. And I thought that was almost a good thing, like storyline wise, because I was like, okay, well we can all remember this fondly instead of like it becoming essentially Kane. (laughs) <laughs> like we're just week after week it's the same fucking thing yeah and the thing is it, this isn't a daniel bryan episode but team hell no this is the last different thing they did with daniel bryan until they go into the championship run which is for context pretty yeah. fucking insane and by the way what they should do is build to a daniel bryan brock lesnar match and uh the david and goliath story that's exactly how you do it but of course they're not going to do that because then they'd have to be like a guy this small could beat a guy this big. And then Vince McMahon would be like, no, no, no. So they're never going to do that. Well, it's also how stiff Brock Lesnar works and him taking all those suplexes with the fact that they literally perform concussion tests on Daniel Bryan every single time he wrestles a match now because they want to cover their own ass because they don't want a vegan Chris Benoit on their hands. I understand that. But there's a way, again, you use, if you're wrestlers, you wrestle. Brock. If you can't get in the ring and protect someone, you don't get in the fucking ring. I don't care. Like, it's one of the like, it. Uh, it's not a Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar episode, so me going into this is sort of moot and distracting to the point. But essentially, it's one of those things where it's like, if you can't do your fucking job, then why are you doing your job? You know what I mean? Fuck you, Brock Lesnar, you fat piece of shit. <laughs> so, Kane and Daniel Bryan, they're teaming together. But they're also doing like a, like, they're doing the classic, like, they don't really get along oddball team. Oh, it's the best. It's so much fun. Which will be tacked on to the end of this episode, but they go to anger management, and Kane does the classic thing where he reiterates, like, they introduce yourself a bit, and he just basically summarizes his entire, uh, his entire character. And it's fantastic. I only can assume that Vince McMahon was not paying attention when they did this because this was way too good for for him. Like, it's too. They don't like meta, so it's obviously something that Vince McMahon wouldn't have put. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't. I'm just amazed yeah. they were able to get away with this. But this is the other thing where it's like, kind of like, um, vibe wise, is that the right word? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Sure. This is what Kane should have been doing for a long time before this. Like, Kane never... There, at times, he would be the, like, mid-card comedy thing. But this is what Kane should have been. Kane should have been a guy like they attempted to make the big show, and the big show was fat, and they wanted to punish him. Um, but just the, like, not happy-go-lucky mid-card babyface monster... But, like, certainly a comedy mid-card babyface monster where it's like, this guy will kill you at the drop of a hat, 
but he just has an anger problem and that's what it is and it, it was a perfect way to it was a perfect turn to the Kane character and a perfect turn to the Daniel Bryan character and it really was effective and it was a great example of how tag team wrestling can shoot off into a singles career for somebody because before this, they're kind of floundering with Daniel Bryan a bit. They, this is, of course, post the Sheamus beating him in like four seconds at WrestleMania. Yeah. But this really ends up launching uh, Bryan and Kane, um, not more so, obviously, Daniel Bryan because he's a newer character, but it reinvigorates Kane for a while and just getting him to play off Daniel Bryan. It's great. It's real fun. It's a real fun time. Of course, they win the titles um, by beating Kofi Kingston and R-Truth. Oh, there's that name again. We all knew that was coming. Can I tell you something? Yes. How much money do you want to bet where <laughs> they just put Kofi Kingston and R-Truth together because they were just both black? I'm not taking that bet because that is what happened. <laughs> but it's just like, it's just great comedy stuff. Um they do another anger management segment where uh, in a diner, Kane serves Daniel Bryan. They recreate the when Harry met Sally orgasm scene um, in another segment, screaming about causing pain and Mae Young saying, I'll have what they are having, which is they, they think they've made. I think they've referenced the when Harry met Sally, I'll have what she's having seen 300 times because that is one of the five movies that Vince McMahon has actually sat through. That's not just like a collage of men breaking their legs. Like, that's one of the five movies, and that's why he constantly references it. You know, that's a very good point. I wonder, that's a thing, I, it's very strange for, as much as we know about Vince McMahon, we know very little about Vince. We know that he wants to murder one of his stepdads, but we don't know if he owns a television. <laughs> Vince McMahon is a mythical character, because you'll never hear about anything about Vince McMahon from Vince McMahon, you just hear about him from other people, and I think that he is very protective of that like i don't think that he would ever even tell you like what his favorite food is because he would just want someone else to tell you because then it makes you think he's uh higher status yeah it's anything that you eat with a knife and fork he doesn't eat things with his hands which is crazy he doesn't eat sandwiches and if he does he's not a monster and if he does then he eats he cuts them with a knife and fork are you fucking crazy that's so weird isn't that good stuff he's like he learned the rules of dignity from the it's like he probably he legit probably looked up what Meghan markle had to do to become a royal <laughs> and then he's like i do that i'm in suits now <laughs> but they have a feud with the shield team hell no does um and that's okay these early shield promos also you can really see that like roman Re like seth rollins and dean ambrose do the whole promo and roman reigns goes Yes. And then they're like, we're going to push the guy that just says, uh, okay. <laughs> we're going to push the guy that says one word and doesn't know what he's doing. I I bet you that the reason why Roman Reigns is being pushed is that he accidentally walked into the wrong room and he saw Vince McMahon tearing up at the end of Forrest Gump. And so Roman Reigns just gets whatever <laughs> he wants now. <laughs> yeah, he saw Vince McMahon sneeze once and then they shared it eye contacts and he's like, you're the champion. Yeah. <laughs> No one must know my ultimate shame. He saw Vince McMahon fart and it wasn't in Gerald Briscoe's face. And so Vince McMahon cried and Roman Reigns caught him and was like, you, you get what you want, Roman. <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns saw Vince pleasuring Linda McMahon to the point that she orgasmed. And so therefore Vince thinks he has something over him. He saw me <laughs> fuck my wife, Pat. 
Damn it. Disgusting. It's disgusting. Oh, Her man. clam was vibrating bad. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I also can't believe that fucking Roman Reigns has been in the Fed for six years. Uh, seven. It's insane. He's mio loco. Time flies when nothing changes about the thing you watch every week. Yeah. So... Kane um, and Team Hell No, of course, implode because YOLO, YOLO, YOLO. And Kane is then switched into a feud with the Wyatt family because, of course, he is. Yeah, because the, the, the Wyatt family, old so quickly, became the Kane of this decade. Yeah, they really did. They, they became Kane so quickly. From the debut, they had to beat Kane. Well, that's basically it. They, they beat Kane and transfer their powers because Bray Wyatt they see as Kane that they don't ever need to make win. Which is he dumb. comes out, he does some weird fantas- fantastical thing, and then they have him lose to whoever he's in a feud with basically six times, and then they move into another feud. Now that's ha- obviously that's changed now that they're making him a comedy character with Matt Hardy, but during this time they were taking care of Bray Wyatt as evidenced by the fact that he got to beat up Kane and carry him out of the arena, making Kane go off TV for a bit, and then he reemerges as Corporate Kane, which I really like Corporate Kane. Everyone seemed to hate it while it was happening, but I thought it was great. Yeah. I I, get, I have to say, I really enjoy this Kane up until when they put him against Daniel Bryan and they don't mention Team Hell No at all. Uh, that's when I think, like, the Brave Wyatt feud I think was actually great, and he actually made Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt look good. They transitioned him into corporate yeah. Kane. It's fucking great. It's the best he's, it's the third best version of Kane. Version one being 97, version two being Team Hell No, version three being corporate Kane. The, the, he, they, the fans hate him so much, they turn the shield by just having the shield look at Kane. And the fans are like, oh, cool. <laughs> well, Kane is also... During this era, it's like, all right, so the authority is obviously Triple H and Stanford McMahon. And Kane is very indicative of how tired, because, so it's the, the, the general manager and the owners of the company are trying to keep the talent down. That's one part of the storyline. Uh, the players in the storyline are Stephanie McMahon. She's been on TV for, at this point, 15 years in a main role. Triple H, who has now been on TV for, at this point, what is it, 2013, 2014? That's 16 years. Uh, Kane, same thing. He's been on TV uh, since 97, it's 2013. That's another 16 years. This is the, and the New Age Outlaws they bring back. And the New Age Outlaws actually win the tag team titles over existing tag teams. So this is basically the Millionaires Club without saying. That's so funny. That's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why people hated it. Because if you if you add Kane to a new stable of heels that are running roughshod over this shit, like if Kane was in the Wyatt family, let's say, no one would fucking care. It would just be Kane, yeah, Kane's in the Wyatt family. And then every time the Wyatt family has to lose, they leave Kane. But Kane's so brainwashed that he'll just let the Wyatt family abuse him like this. That's how you kind of use something like this. But they didn't. They had Kane be corporate Kane. In that role, I think he was great. And it's another low point for the WWE in that this is exactly the Abyss Joseph Park storyline. I was about they to say, way worse. I was about to say, what I was about to ask, 
what comes first, Joseph Parks or um, this Kane storyline? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's Joseph Parks. It is because the way that they did it with TNA was clearly Abyss showed up, just said he was someone else. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Whereas Kane wasn't like, oh, hey, I'm Glenn Jacobs. And they were like, Kane, talking about Kane, he's like, I don't know who Kane is. He started doing that. But they would do, like, they have the mask in the office, in the authority office. They had the mask in a glass case. And then sometimes the mask would be gone. And Kane would just say, oh, I didn't know the demon showed up. Which is good. But Joseph, they already did it in TNA somehow better, which is a low point. So they basically do the millionaires. They steal from year 2000 WCW and new TNA at the same time. For this Kane thing. Nothing wrong with that. When someone writes a masterpiece, you must do your best to do your version of it. That's what I'm saying, man. Just stick with Team Hell No type stuff because do oddball tag teams because there's nothing more boring. Team Hell No is so anti-anything that the WWE ever likes doing. Like, there's nothing about Team Hell No is actually stuff that they like doing. It's just sort of like, well, I guess we'll have to. Like, you know what I mean? Holla. Yeah, it's meta, but... But they really want Kane. You're right. It is metal. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Um, but they really want Kane to be in the top mix and they'll do anything to keep him there. That's the crazy thing is like how much Vince McMahon and Triple H and whoever else are telling the writers to come up with shit for Kane because they just at all costs want to keep this guy in the main mix. It's fucking crazy. It is a bit fucking nuts. Like just have him be a mid card. Like. I don't understand why, like, I guess Kane's always on Raw, so he's more visible, and, like, Big Show's usually kind of on SmackDown. Maybe I'm just kind of... Well, what if it, no, but what it also is, is Kane's more of a prominent figure because Kane always, do, like, will listen. Do you understand? Kane's one of the few wrestlers that, throughout, we're, we're in our almost fifth hour of talking about this guy. If you had to sum up anything about him, it's he fucking listens. Yeah. Kane, we want you to... We're going to say you fucked a dead body. Is that cool? Fine. Another thing that I think might be a big reason that Kane is always pushed at the top is because Kane has, as we've discovered by researching this, no shoot interviews, really. No shoot interviews, and also very few people are shooting about him. Very few people are like, let me fucking tell you. Yeah. There's nobody. The only stuff you can hear, you can hear Xbox saying... Kane is a nice guy because he was too polite to mention that I fucked him up with a chair one time. Um, and then everyone else saying, like, oh, Kane's a really nice guy. And even when he's on Jericho's podcast, he's pretty much just telling, like, general stories. Like, he gives an interview like an athlete would, where it's like you give you can talk to the dude for an hour and a half, but basically he's just going to talk about how weird his diet is on the road. And then he'll tell a story about... He'll tell, like, a polite, funny story about, like, one time Roman Reigns and my specialty lunch got mixed up, so I had a salad, and he had a protein shake. That's it. Yeah. You're not going to get, like, the -the off-the-wall, I did blow for six years, and I need this 200 bucks Sean Waltman interview. Yeah, one time, one time, I, uh... I was driving, and my wife called, and she called me Glen A. (laughs) Ridiculous. Yeah. It's not my name. Yeah. I received I received a, a letter in February and it said a happy new year. <laughs> the ridiculousness. Yeah. No. Oh. The cheek. Also, the craziest thing I've done on the road, one time I bought a calendar and it was well into March. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. I do enjoy a discount on I know I could have got the discount in February, but my wife, we mixed up our 
calendars on buying a calendar. How can you deal with this level of funny? When I go egging, that means I make omelets for everyone who lives on my street. <laughs> mm. I know you don't like fettuccine, but just try it. <laughs> Me and the wife are doing, some, doing something new. Missionary position only. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. That's the only position we do. We're not gay. I have... I- I have cheated on my wife. That's when you do it from behind, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I cheated on my wife in that I closed my eyes once during lovemaking. <laughs> um, but the uh, Kane and the Authority uh, lose to Team Cena because it's 2014 and things never fucking change. Yeah, because fuck you. That's why. Why Why are we... St- yeah, man. Why is John Cena's t- run at the top d- uh, literally Steve Austin and Hulk Hogan's combined? Cause fuck you. Pretty much, he's just a great ambassador for the company. You know that's a good point. And but the other thing say is, what you want about John Cena. Uh, um, he's never fucked his best friend's wife with his thermos cock. No, he he did a Howard Stern interview where he talked about how there's this big fat lady retiring from the uh, office, so he fucked her as a favor. Oh, that's probably the most misogynist thing you can never say. <laughs> and those were his words, not mine. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Big fat lady's retiring, so I fucked her as a favor. Oh, no, he died. That interview is fantastic. And is is also, by the way, the last time he's been himself on media. Like, oh, my word. For sure. No one's going on Howard Stern and just... Howard Stern, the dirty man, goes, Hey, so here, yeah. You ever shave your asshole? You ever pluck your asshole? I'm 94 years old. (laughs) I'm... I literally, the idea of sex repulses me to my core, but I've put myself in a little box of what I can talk about. Oh, yeah. Take that, Stern. And by fat, I mean she was 125 pounds. (laughs) Shameful for a woman. Yeah. What are you doing eating? So this this is what I'm saying about, like, Ring of Honor, is everyone thought... Everyone always thinks that Ring of Honor, essentially, is really behind because they always have to come up with new talent and as far as like the attention span of the audience now i think that's actually a great thing because of them having to come up with new talent just means that they don't have any john cena's and they don't have any canes where people are just exhausted of seeing these people yeah in the company like they have the briscoe brothers but that's it that's only because the briscoe brothers are too racist for the wwe which is crazy. Well, it's also one of those things where we're in a weird place with wrestling because people still cheer or react to the music because that's fun, mm-hmm. and then they stop. They hate them. Like it's weird. They the same gauge that wrestling bookers use isn't the same. Like Kane, you still play the like. That's such a great point. That's such a great point. They're cheering for the music. Yeah, they're chanting for. The, literally, it's wrestling has really become a remember when, and then you're like, I do remember this. But yeah. that's it. That is that is exactly correct. That is exactly correct. Anyone comes back, they're always uh, loved. And then a week later, it's like, oh, fuck this guy. Yeah. Triple H, eh? Cool. <laughs> but he's still um, ki- he's left the authority, but uh, he goes into a short feud with uh, Seth Rollins um, just as a way to kind of solidify Seth Rollins at the top. But of course... The Demon King comes back and beats Seth Rollins for the WW. Uh, he defeated him. Sorry, he doesn't defeat him for the title, but he beats him in some non-title matches. Yeah, that's another. At this point, it's like the guy is 
18 years into his career, just get Seth Rollins to beat him. Yeah. Like, why does Seth Rollins have to sell for this guy? Make him fucking smush people. They never do this. Have a small guy smush a fucking big guy. That's it. Like, they did it with Austin and it worked. Yeah, but I think that that's also because Vince McMahon was desperate and was listening to other people. But this Vince McMahon still thinks he's successful because of the Attitude Era. Look no further than the fact he's bringing the XFL back. Yeah, yeah. That's all That's all he does. And Kane, the, the thing is, they always keep Kane strong. Like, even... Even in 2016, sorry, in 2015, they're having him beat The Miz by countout, but The Miz retains the title. Um, They're having him beat Bray Wyatt in no DQ match. Like, it's pretty, like, it's just, that's what Kane does. He comes back, he wins a couple matches, and even, I mean, we're releasing this, uh, we're recording this early, so even as of this recording, Team Hell No reunited this week on SmackDown. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. The only time they use him properly, um, I shouldn't say the only time they use him properly. Is 1998. Thing, they get, no, but that's get the, the gets Fat Dylan's seal of approval is the, um, that they have him feud with Braun Strowman. Uh, last, they had him feud with Braun Strowman for a bit last year, and Braun Strowman whooped that ass. Yeah, that's true. And he also was in the Royal Rumble main event, clearly so that they could pin him. Like, Yeah, like he Braun Strowman slammed him through the ring. That's how you use Kane. Big man slam through ring. Otherwise, the only time I think that a guy, I can't, not necessarily like a guy, I say a character this old, this into its usage, should be getting wins over anybody is lower mid-card guys, or he returns and he beats some people up. Like, return to help someone who's in peril. Well, that's kind of what they did with him re- reuniting with Team Hell No. Like, he's not back permanently. He's still running for mayor, and it looks like he's going to win, apparently. Of course he's going to win. It's the best. Is his is his deputy mayor going to be Jim Cornette? Austrian style Republican. I hope it's Jim Cornette. Sorry, what did you I say? I hope Jim Cornette's his deputy mayor. You fucking can. It'd be great. You fucking can. Jim brings up an interesting point. Yeah, you swearing is not allowed anymore. Perhaps you are an expletive deleter. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dylan Gott finally gets a good joke. Four years into the show. Four years. How long have we been doing this show? Three years. Why don't you suck? Why don't you suck a fucking dick, buddy? I, I want to very badly. I mean, no. <laughs> Hell no, right? Anyway, John, can you tell me this? What's your favorite thing about Kane in the last seven years of his beautiful? Is is the weird bump on his back throughout the corporate Kane times? Ooh, he had this. Okay, good. Me, this is a callback to when uh, Brendan and I were doing comedians watch wrestling uh, uh, regularly. And he had this crazy ass fucking bump on the back of his uh, on his back for years, and it was never addressed. And then as soon as the fucking like CM Punk Sahorian thing happened, it was gone. That's great. He's probably just had a bunch of staph infection, but was too polite to let his body be cuckolded by staph infection, uh, like a nerd, like CM. Punk I agree. Like That's exactly nerd. what happened. So the best thing about Kane, not a cuck. Go ahead, Dylan. Ooh, I think my favorite thing about Kane is this this time storyline wise. Because his work never really changes. Like it's like whatever you want to say about Kane in part one is what we're gonna say is what his work rate in part four. I think my favorite thing is that they basically finally like unmasking Kane in two thousand and three basically led to eight years of the same fucking shit. They never fucking changed anything about him. And then when they put his mask back on in twenty eleven till currently now in 2018 they are at least trying different things with Kane 
They should have been doing that from twenty from two thousand three to two thousand and eleven, but they didn't. They just did the exact same story. Edge, Undertaker, now he's teaming with Big Show for eight years. They finally tried new things, and that led to some hits, like when you're talking about um, Team Hell No, and I guess some misses with Corporate Kane, but not really a miss. Like, it really reinvented his character, and it was really good stuff. And it showed, once they learned that Kane could kind of do comedy in Team Hell No, that added another dimension to his character that I think will... I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> Kane, Kane will choke slam and beat Charlotte Flair's son in WrestleMania 60. <laughs> you can mark that down. Uh, that is the most prophetic thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Dylan got for Flair's the win. son will be pinned in eight seconds, and they'll say, oh, no, and a 195-year-old Vince McMahon will be like, it's to get him over with the Cylons, or whatever. Uh, also, Dylan. What is the worst thing about Kane? I'm really excited about mine. I think mine's really good. Uh, mine is the way he moves. Yeah. He can't walk. He can't walk, uh, really. I don't think anyone has really... He's the only uh, He's the really only, taken in. only man I know who's developed being duck-footed in his 50s. <laughs> he runs like... Forrest Gump did with the leg braces. That's on. very good. That's very two Forrest Gump you references know, in no one show. In those knees. <laughs> Ooh, mm, life is you know why? Life is like a box of chocolates. Fucking satisfying. <laughs> life is like a box of chocolates, sweet and then sour. So yeah, that's it, man. Like he's too old to be wrestling still. Corporate Kane was a great character for him. Have him stand outside the ring and just be a bodyguard. Then he comes in and chokeslams a guy. Hundred percent. That's a great thing to do. He still looks intimidating. Just have him do that. I think they should have used him like they did in the Royal Rumble. CM Punk doesn't want to be in this match anymore. Well, get Kane to go get him. All right. Yeah. I think they should just put him, like, just, I don't know, man. Put him in the miz Like, who cares? Absolutely. Just have him do fun things. Oh, God damn it. miz Yes, please. Yeah. The miz is just, like, two schlubs and then this seven-foot dude in a mask. And then... You have, like, a manager for The Miz that's a casting director who's constantly telling Kane to try new things and branch out. And then it leads to some matches where, like, Kane tries to be a luchador or something. Like, just fun stuff. That's all they should be doing with Kane. But, because he can't... I don't know, man. I guess the worst thing is he can't move. I don't know how I started talking about a casting director. But, John, what's the worst thing about Kane for you? Similar to what you're saying about his walking, my problem with him is his belly looks awful. Since about 2000... Very body-themed. Uh, 2014, when he started wearing... The body shamer. When he started wearing tops again to his wrestling gear, it accentuates his body and his belly in such a way that just makes him look ridiculous. I will say this. He is, he is nearing 50 if he is not yet 50, and he's wearing all black now with a purpose. He's wearing it yeah. because... It's slim. God damn it. I'm in politics. I don't want to do this shit anymore. <laughs> I need the... Like, that's the thing. It'll be an interesting thing, him moving forward wrestling, because he will probably need wrestling to help fund his political... Up to a point. Do you understand that soon he'll be the president, and then Jesse Ventura can no longer talk about being the governor of uh, what's-his-face terribly? Do you realize that I would greatly prefer Kane to the president of the United States as I w to than I would Donald Trump? Yeah, Kane would be great. Kane would be amazing. Uh... And who wouldn't want... A six foot eight leader. Yeah. <laughs> I got news for you. America. 12% of America would vote for him 
Um, 12% of America would vote for him just because he's taller. <laughs> and then I think, I legitimately think that he, um, I don't know, he might be too libertarian for a lot of people, though, because he's publicly endorsed, he's publicly endorsed Ron Paul for every single public office Ron Paul has ever ran for. Yeah, I'm into that. Which is hilarious. He's given speeches at libertarian think tanks in Austria, which sounds nefarious. To oh, me. yeah, that's not good. None of those, <laughs> none of those words mean I like Jews. Let's put it that way. Why don't we just take away their rights again? Yeah, I'll tell you who likes the Board of Education, the Juden. And now dubstep. <laughs> and now we put on electronic dance music and kiss naked. Um, <laughs> you, ge- you gentlemen, do whatever you want because freedom is what's important. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'll do what's right. I mean, what I do, and that's shake hands with my wife. <laughs> you gentlemen, do whatever you do because it's a free country, of course. And what I will do is write a letter to a military unit who will kill all of you for this sin against our Lord. Yeah, the one thing I need you all to remember is just because you can't, uh, you don't pay taxes with sex, doesn't mean that I have to goddamn like it. <laughs> oh, I will say this. Maybe this is another bad thing about Kane, but. Um, the only time I can ever, uh, they ever try to ask him, someone tried to ask him about Isaac Yankum in an interview, and he just basically walked off. Yeah, that's not my name. My name is Glenn. <laughs> There's been some confusion. I go by Glenn or Kane. Yep. Goodbye. No, but he doesn't want to do the whole thing where it's like, remember that bad gimmick? Because he was probably like, no. Yeah, do you remember that this man employs me for 300 Gs a year? I'm not going to fucking shit on this guy. I didn't do it in WCW, so fuck you. Yeah, no, that's the thing with I like I'm with them. I wish more comedians were like Kane. Yeah, you would. You would. All right. Well, that's the end of the show because we've run out of stuff. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, let's let me just no, I'm not done. Everything that you need to know about this episode. John was funny. Dylan was also on the show. Deleting this. <laughs> Come to our live show, wrestlerreview.angelfire.com. Wrestlerreview.angelfire.com. That's the PayPal link to buy tickets to the show. It is five pounds for Patreon members, ten pounds for non-Patreon members. It will be happening in London, England. Please buy tickets. And if not, subscribe to us on Patreon. It's five dollars a month. And you get all of our stand-up albums for a starter and access to our monthly extra shows. And you get access to this podcast earlier in the week whenever I fucking feel like editing it. Thanks for listening, guys. And sit when you pee and pee on me. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Anger Management. I'm Dr. Shelby. Now, you're all here because you're having anger management issues and we're looking for ways for you to resolve them, all right? I'm gonna guide you on a path of, yes? I don't have anger management issues. I'm not like the rest of you losers, okay? I'm fine. Couldn't be calmer. Okay. We're waiting for one more person in group today, but we're gonna go ahead and start without him. So let's remember back to last week, we talked about our anger color. Couldn't be calmer. Color? No! 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 Which one of you did this? Huh? Do you think this is funny? I don't have a goat face. I am handsome! 
You set this up, doctor. You listen to me, you little brat. You take that goat mask off right now. Do you hear me? This is my son, Richard. He's a goat in his school play, Noah's Ark. Richard, this man is sick and needs help. Okay. Don't touch me, Harold. My boss takes credit for everything I do. I mean, Monday through Friday, it's the same thing. I do all the work, he gets all the glory. I, I just don't get it. And it, it makes me angry. And when I get angry, bad things happen. That was great sharing, Harold. Does anyone else have thoughts or feelings about Harold sharing? Daniel, how do you feel about Harold sharing? Please. You think your boss is bad? My boss is my former girlfriend slash fiance who left me at the altar on live television. Then she puts me in a match against her boy toy, this evil demonic monster from hell who I still beat and she still made me come here. That is a bad boss. She gets to go around skipping without a care in the world while I am stuck here with you people. Honestly, I don't see how it can get any worse. Daniel, I don't want to interrupt the sharing, but I just got a text message that our last patient is here. Oh, here he is. <gasps> no! You've got to be kidding me. You see, Harold, this is what I deal with on a daily basis. This is what I'm talking about. Okay, Kane, uh, thank you for coming. Would you maybe feel more comfortable removing your mask? Okay. Um, is there anything you'd like to tell the group about yourself? I'm the devil's favorite demon. Great. Uh, so tell us, Kane, what makes you angry? Please, Kane, we're here to help. So maybe start from your childhood. Remember, sharing is caring. This is a bad idea. Well, I grew up locked in a basement, suffering severe psychological and emotional scarring when my brother set my parents on fire. From there, I shifted around among a series of mental institutions until I was grown, at which point I buried my brother alive, twice. Since then, I've set a couple of people on fire and abducted various coworkers. Oh, and I uh, once electrocuted a man's testicles. Years ago, I had a girlfriend named Katie, but uh, Let's just say that that didn't turn out so well. My real father is a guy named Paul Bearer, who I recently trapped in a meat locker. I've been married, divorced, broke up my ex-wife's wedding and tombstone the priest. And for reasons never quite explained, I have an unhealthy obsession with torturing Pete Rose. 
Okay. Maybe we should call it a day. Um, next week, I want you to all practice expressing your anger in a healthy, creative way. So I'd like you all to make an anger collage. Okay? See you next time. Anger collage? What the hell is an anger collage? Wait, is this therapy or is this arts and crafts? Are you even a real doctor? Come on, look like Mr. Rogers with a cheap sweater and horrible pants. Thank you for sharing, Kane. No problem.